Hello, everyone. How you doing, Sister Gloria? God bless you. Hello, everyone. If y'all don't mind, do me a favor. Like and share. If you don't mind, do me a favor. Like and share. Greatly do appreciate it. God bless you all. Thank you for chiming in with us on tonight. Thank you so very much. God bless you all. Hello, hello, hello. When you're chiming in, say hello. Hope you all have had a wonderful time. Hope you all have had a great day. God bless you. Hey. Hello, everyone. Hey, how are you doing? God bless you all. If you don't mind, um, while you're um, <clears throat> coming in, just say hello. Say hello. Um, hope you all have a great day. We're back. I'm so happy and excited. I missed you all last week. I did miss you. And so I'm happy to be with you all again on this evening for Tuesday Biblical Tools, which is our Bible study evening. God bless you all. Hey, Brother Kelly, big brother. God bless you. How are you all? Thank you all. Hey, um, so we thank God for you all chiming in with us. It's Tuesday night, Biblical Tools Tuesday, um, which is our Bible study. And we're excited to be back with you all. We're going to finish in. Well, not finish in, but we're going to um, continue on in our series. We're going to continue our series on tonight. And I know I missed you all last week. I um, have some work obligations that just kind of got in the way and um, had to do what I had to do. Um, so I didn't get in kind of until kind of late. Uh, last Tuesday, but nevertheless, we are back. I did not forget about you all. And so um, do me a favor again, um, share to your page um, or create a watch party to your page. Um, invite somebody to Bible study on tonight. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> we're still in our series. We're going to do part two. We're kind of like a week behind in our series, but nevertheless, it's all good. We are excited about it. Uh, we're going to get through it. Um, you all know I like to break down Bible study. I like to make sure that um, you all get the fullness as much as possible of what the text is saying to us. So I really like to um, take my time with Bible study. Um <clears throat> Um, on, on and during the evening. So, but we want to get started. But before we get started, just by way of announcements, listen, you all, if you have not registered for the Bow Summit, it's just not for women, but it is for men and women. It's the summit and it's to help empower you uh, regarding business, regarding the oil, regarding worship, and so all of those are synonymous when you talk about um, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. We should be in the marketplace. All right. That's the business aspect. We should be in the marketplace. We should have impact. We should have influence in the marketplace. And the oil is the anointing to cause you to achieve with a purpose. And so and the worship is what we do to God because he is um, God and it's an act of sacrifice. Uh, worship is um um, should be pure and holy. And so um, when God begins to bless you, you want to offer up a sacrifice of praise and worship unto the Lord. And so that's what we are talking about. The Bow Summit, October the 23rd through the 24th, that Friday night, um, that Friday night, we have none other than Bishop J. Donald Edwards at seven o'clock p.m., which this is live. You don't want to miss this powerful man of God. You don't want to miss him. Not at all. Do you want to miss him? Amen. And then on that Saturday, we have none other than this great woman of God as well. On Saturday, it's an empowerment session with Tiffany Montgomery. If you haven't, you don't know who she is. This is a private Zoom session beginning at 11 a.m. And registration for that Zoom session is $35 per person. Listen, go to my website at www. 
All right. www.bgjonesministries.org. Click that bow summit tab and then go down there and register. All right. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be powerful and impacting. So this is a private Zoom session on that Saturday. But Friday night is Facebook Live. All right. So um, go ahead and register and let, let God bless you um, with this summit. You don't want to miss those two power packed powerful man and woman of God. I am excited about it. I want you to register early so that I can get a count and not only get an account, but I can also send you out your registration packet. All right. So we want to be able to make sure that we take care of everything that we need to take care of. So go ahead and do that for me. All right. So we're going to get started with our, all right. Um, with our Bible study on tonight, we're going to be going in. We're talking about um, good motives with negative results. Good motives with negative results. All right. Good motives with negative results. And so that's what we're talking about on. Um, that's the series that we're in. And that's the series that we're going to continue to be in probably for the next couple of uh, Tuesdays. We're going to be in that series. Um, so do me a favor. Not only that, join me um, tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. for Breaking of Day Prayer Conference call. 15 minutes can and will change your life. Will change your life. Breaking of Day Prayer Conference call tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. We'll be back with you all during that time. All right, let's go into our Bible study. Hey, everybody. Hey, God bless you, mom. Thank you for chiming in. God bless you. All right. Um, so let's go um, into our Bible study on this evening. I'm excited. So uh, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. We love you on today. We thank you for allowing us to gather together one more time via uh, a live stream. We thank you, Father, that you get the glory and the honor, no matter how we bring forth your word, God. We are not our own, but we're bought with a price. And we ask, oh God, that you will begin to minister unto your people. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in thy sight, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God, I pray that you will give me the right words and the necessary words to minister to your people on tonight. Send that anointing that makes teaching teaching easy on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. All right, let's go into the word of God. Go, to, go with me to the book of Judges. Judges. We're going to the book of Judges. <clears throat> The eighth chapter, that's where we're focusing. That's where we're getting our um our thought from. But we're we're kind of laying foundation. Y'all know I like to lay some foundation so that you can get the fullness of the story, that you can get the understanding. We break down some things so that you can really understand and know what's going on. And how did we get to where we're going? And what was what happened to get us to where we are at this point in time? Okay, so let's let's look at that. All right, so let's go to Judges, uh, the eighth chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse. Judges, the eighth chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy sons, and thy sons' sons also. For thou have delivered us from the hand of Midian. Um, verse 23 of the eighth chapter. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord, excuse me, rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. And Gideon said unto them, I would desire to request of you that ye will give me every man the earrings. Um, every man the earrings of his prey, for they had gold earrings because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, we will willingly give them. And they spread the garments and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. Verse 26, and the weight of the gold earrings that were requested was a thousand and seven hundred shackles of gold besides ornaments, 
collars and purple raiments that was on the king of Midian and beside the chains that were about the camel's necks. Verse 27, and Gideon made an ephod thereof and put it in his city, even in Ophrah, and all Israel went thither a whoring after it which things became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. Verse 28 of the eighth chapter. And thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel so that they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness 40 years in the day of Gideon. I'm just going to stop there at the 28th verse. Okay. I was going to stop right there. So let us, um, um, we're talking, we're in part two of our series called good motives with negative results, good motives with negative results. So I'm going to do a quick recap because again, we, we missed the actual, we actually missed an actual Tuesday, which was last Tuesday. So that kind of threw us off a little bit, but we're still here. We still got this. All right. So last um, Tuesday before that, we talked about not last Tuesday. So if you I, I did send out notification that we was not going to be up here last Tuesday, but the, the Tuesday before last Tuesday, we talked about the first part of good motives with negative results. And we did. um, um we talked about what was motive, right? Um, and if you missed this, you can go back on uh, my YouTube channel, which is Pastor BJ Connections, or you can listen to it on the podcast, um, which is Pastor BJ Connections on Podbean or iTunes, okay? Or you can scroll down my page and you can find it and you can watch it live there, well, replay um, there as well. So this is what happened. We talked about motives. What was a motive? A motive can be positive or negative. It can be, it is the desire to see someone benefit or negative to see someone fall. Mm -hmm. All right. We talked about um, um, what God is doing in this time in your life, connecting you um, with new places, new people, new things. We talked about the book of Judges. So um, if you missed all of that, go back because I don't have time to deal with all of that right now. OK, because we're trying to get to part two tonight and that's where we want to be at part two. And I told you that um, Gideon had an issue. One of Gideon's issues is that he um, had limited vision. He had limited vision to see beyond where he was and how things could change. He had limited vision to see how, how, uh, where he was and how things can change. Um, and we talked about that. You must have faith lens, faith lens, F A T A, excuse me, F A I T H lens, L E N S. You have to have faith lens during this time. And we, um, talked about in, uh, second Corinthians five and seven, which is, it says, well, we walk by faith and not by what sight. You have to have faith lens during this hour. Uh, we also talked about, um, what are actually, are you focused on? What is your motive? What are you actually focused on? We dive, we dove first into the sixth chapter, which we are still in the sixth chapter, which technically we should be moving further along, but we had a mishap. All right, from last week. <laughs> All right. So anyway, in the sixth chapter, we talked about um how uh um the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And because they did evil, the Lord allowed um, them to be delivered into the hands of the Midianites for seven years, for seven years. And during this time, they, you know, will get, try to get away from the Midianites and they will, they made houses in, and they stayed in caves in the mountains. We talked about that. We talked about the strongholds, right? We talked about all of that. Go back, get all the little details. All right. So we talked about that and we talked about um, um, uh, um, how everything uh, was just falling apart for the children of Israel. Um, so we talked about that, uh, how the history behind the children of Israel 
um, and the Midianites and how they were actually related, right? Because in the book of Genesis, the 25th chapter, the first verse, it talks about how Abraham, uh, after Sarah had died, it said that Abraham took another wife. And when he took a wife, her name was Keturah, um, and by whom she had six sons. And one of those sons was Midian, which you get the Midianites. And so they were actually family, all right? We talked about all of that. Go back and we say some times we go through things and it's not through strangers, but it's by um, the ones that we are related to. All right. And we said that, that this is the time where you have to uh, let go, heal and get delivered. Sometimes you have to let go of those family members, um, get healed and get delivered. Uh, um, so we talked about that last time. And so that was part one. And we talked about how the Bible says that when the Midianites came in, they took over everything. And when they took over everything, what happened? All right. It's put the children of Israel in a state of poverty. The word clearly says they were in an impoverished state at that point in time. This put the children of Israel in uh, poverty. The, the Midianites took over their crops, their land. It, told, it stole their livestock, their wealth, because the more livestock that you had in biblical times, the wealthier you were considered. So he took their livestock, the whole nine y'all. God bless you, Lady Locklear. I love Lady Locklear. God bless you. Amen. Hey, um, uh, uh, God bless you, Alyssa uh, Wiles. God bless Bless you so very much for joining us on tonight, you all. Thank you so very much. So then we talked about all of that, right? We talked about how they took over everything. They left the children of Israel in a state of poverty. And so then we find out as we got came to our close on uh, uh, two, two, two Tuesdays ago, we came to our close. We find out that what happened, the children of Israel began to cry out when they began to cry out. The Bible says that God sent a prophet to speak to the children of Israel and tell them what the Lord had to say. All right. Tell them what the Lord had to say. So now we're coming into part two of good motives with a negative result. So in part two, we left off again, the children of Israel, they began to cry out and the Lord heard their cry. And when he heard their cry, he sent a prophet. The, interesting because the Bible never says what the prophet's name was. That's interesting. All right. But that's a whole nother topic I can get into, but we're not going to go there tonight. All right. So uh, here it is in the sixth chapter, the uh, eight through the 10th verse, the Bible says that the prophet came to the children of Israel and he begins to tell the children of Israel what the Lord says. And the Lord tells them, he says, I brought you up and out of the, out of bondage, out of Egypt. He said, I delivered you into delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians. He tells them, he says, I drove out of I drove your enemy out of the land and the other nations out of the land and who whose land you dwell in even now. I allowed you to live in, in, in the land of your in, enemy and you prospered and you grew and you were you became wealthy. I allowed you to do these things. God said, I did this. He says, I also told you that when you entered into these lands, do not fear. And that word fear there is not like a scaredy cat fear. That word fear there is reverence. Do not reverence. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites. Do not worship the gods of your enemy. God says specifically, I do not want you worshiping those gods. I do not want you to go and, and pay homage to these gods. That's what God told the children of Israel. But guess what? He told them, do not worship them whose land you dwell in. That's one thing I don't want you to do, to get involved with idolatry. I don't want you to get involved with idolatry because why? You were involved in idolatry when you were in Egypt. I don't want you to be involved with idolatry in the land in which I'm giving you. So he tells them, he says, but you did not what? Obey. You did not obey. The prophet ends his speech from the Lord to the children of Israel. He tells them, but you did not obey my voice. That's what the Lord tells them. You did not obey my voice, uh, meaning you did not obey the voice of the Lord. Many of us are dealing with what we're dealing with because we did not obey 
we did not obey. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, uh, Sugar. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, Pastor Outlaw. Thank you for chiming in. Some of us are dealing with what we're dealing with is because we did not obey the Lord. So now we have to deal with the consequences of our disobedience. The Bible says, amen, amen, that all disobedience is what? Sin. When you do not obey God, you are in sin with the Lord. So let me help y'all out on tonight. Let me help y'all out on tonight. Amen. In order for you to get anything you need from the Lord, there are three components that you have to have. There are three components that you have to work with. All right. I taught this a while ago, over a couple of years ago, I taught this. The Lord dropped this in my spirit. Anything that you want from the Lord, there are three things that you have to do. Amen. There, there it's the it's the full mindset, the full mindset, F-O-W, the full mindset. You have to have this in your life. You have to have this type of mindset in your life. It's called the full mindset. And what that means is faith, obedience, and the worship will get you anything you want from the Lord. You've got to have faith, obedience, and worship. Amen. I'm not talking about those that are not on the Lord's side. I'm talking about those that have confessed Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you serve him on a daily basis. That's who I'm talking about. In order for you to get whatever you want from the Lord, you have to have a full mindset. F-O-W. All right? Faith. The Bible declares unto us in Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You got to have faith in order to please God. All right. That's the first aspect of foe. That F-O-W is faith. The second aspect of that is obedience. Obedience. Isaiah 1 and 19 says, if you were willing and obedient, you shall eat what? Of the good of the land. Amen. Anytime you are obedient to God, it's just like a parent. When you tell your child to do something and they obey you, you tell your child to do a specific thing and they do it like you ask them to do without any problems and any issues, you feel like you need to reward them. You're always like, okay, listen, I'm going to take you out. We're going to get some ice cream or whatever. God said, if you are willing and obedient, you should eat of the good of the land. Your obedience will cause you to be blessed. Your obedience will cause you to have things that you even think about. I don't know about y'all, but there were some things I I thought about and I said, God, I would love to have that. Boom. Next thing I know is in my face. Next thing I know, God is bringing it to me. Next thing I know, God is making a way for me to get it. Because guess what? When you are obedient to God, God says, I want to reward you. I want to give you the desires of your heart. Amen. So, and the last part of this is worship. F-O-W, foe. Amen. It's worship. John 4 and 24 says it this way. It says, God, God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Not everybody can worship God, but everybody can praise him, but not everybody can praise him because the Bible says, let everything that have breath, what? Praise ye the Lord, but not everybody can worship him because you must worship him in spirit and in truth. You cannot come to God any kind of way and give God any kind of worship. God won't receive it. When a when in the biblical times and the children of Israel had to, uh, amen, bring sacrifices of worship unto the Lord, they had to bring their first fruit. But not only did they have to bring their first fruit, but they had to bring the best of the crop. Not only that, they had to sacrifice, amen, the best lamb that they had, the best ox that they had. They It could not have a spot or a blemish. It could not be halted. It could not be crippled. It could not have anything wrong with it. You had to bring God the best. Everything was not, everything could not be offered of a sacrifice unto the Lord. And that's the same thing with us. No, we don't have to bring God no crops. No, we don't have to bring God no animals and sacrifice it on the altar. But your life is a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Your worship should be pure. You cannot bring God any kind of worship. You cannot come to God with a false mindset of who you believe that God is or 
for God to be and expect God to bless you. No, you cannot. But you must have a relationship with God that is holy, that is consistent and built on God, built on good motives and trust. Let me say that again. My God, you must have a relationship with God that is that is holy, that is consistent and built on good motives and trust. There there must be a purity of heart when dealing with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, you can't bring God anything. You can't come before God any kind of way. Amen. Yes, sinners can come before God and God will wash them up. He will cleanse them. He will change their mind. He, but when you are already a child of God and you're understanding how this thing works, you can't come to God any kind of way. Amen. You got to be holy. I know a lot of people don't like to say that this day and age, but holiness is still right. Amen. Amen. It's still right. You got to be consistent and built a, you got and a built, excuse me. And you have to have a built, excuse me, and built on good motives and truth. So everything you do has to be built on good motives and truth. Amen. There has to be a purity of your heart when you deal with God. Why? Because man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So your heart has to be pure when you come before God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalms 51 and 10, let me tell you something. When you look at Psalms 51 and 10, the Bible says that the prophet Nathan came and deal, dealt with David the king after all he had done concerning Bathsheba. And David in this particular Psalm, he's coming before the Lord and he's saying, listen, and I have sinned. I have messed up. I did wrong. He's putting it all out there. But in verse 10, what did David say in Psalms 51 and 10? He says, creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renewing me the right spirit. Amen. You got to know that you cannot come before God any kind of way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, amen. So Psalms 24 and 3 through 6 says, who shall ascend into the, the hills of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart. Amen. Who have not lifted his soul unto vanity nor dis or, or sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings of the Lord. Look at that. Listen at who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place. He that have clean hands and a pure heart who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings of the Lord and righteousness from God of our salvation. You will be blessed when you have a purity of heart, when you have faith, when you have obedience and you have a worship. God will bless you every single time. Hallelujah. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek his faith. Oh, faith Oh, Jacob, let me tell you something. There is a remnant that's coming forth in this generation. They're already ready. They are already set up what they needed to do. Listen, all they're waiting for God is to give the command to go. My God, hallelujah. Amen. Somebody type this. Somebody say this. Somebody type this. Somebody say this and type this. My relationship with God is more important than my desire for my desires. My God. I guarantee you a lot of people won't say that. I guarantee you a lot of people won't uh, won't deal in that. My relationship with God is more important than my desire for my desires. Your relationship has to be more important than what you really want with God. Amen. Somebody type good motives with negative results because that's what we're talking about on tonight. Amen. So let's let's look what else what the Bible says. So now the Bible does something at this particular time. All right. The Bible does something. The Bible takes a shift. The Bible takes a shift in what it does. Right. God deals with his people and their actions, which causes them to be in the place and where they were. Because that's what God was dealing with at the beginning. He was dealing with the people and their actions, which caused them to be in that particular place, to be in bondage with under the Midianites, right? So now the Bible takes this shift 
And now when we get to the verse 11 in the sixth chapter of Judges, there is what we call a theophany taking place in the Bible. A theophany, amen, which is two Greek words put together, theos, which is God, and phaneros, which means appearance or visible. This is a theological term. There is a theophany that's taking place. T-H-E-O-P-H-A-N-Y, a theophany that is taking place. Theophany is the manifestation of God to man by an actual appearance, which happens in the Old Testament. So you see more of a theophany in the Old Testament than you do in the New Testament. Not to say that it's not in the New Testament because it really is, but you see more of it in the Old Testament. Okay. A theophany is taking place at this point in time. How do we know this? Because now the Bible says that God comes down and he sits under an oak tree, which is an orphra. All right. Which is an orphra. He sits there under this oak tree. And while he's sitting there, the Bible says that Gideon is in a wine press and he's in the wine press and he's threshing wheat in the wine press by hand. Look at that. He's threshing wheat in the wine press by hand at the bottom of the wine press. Amen. He's with, listen, Gideon is doing two things right now. Gideon is hiding and he is threshing wheat by hand. Why is that so important? Why does that raise our attention? Because of the simple, simple fact that when people thresh wheat, when farmers thresh wheat, they did not do it in a wine press. And that's number one. Number two, they did not do it by hand. What would happen is that they will go to a hillside and it will put it in a sack. And what would happen, they will beat the wheat. And as they beat the wheat, the shaft of the wheat will break loose. And when it beat the wheat and as they went up and down, what happened is that the shaft will blow out in the wind. It would come out of the sack and it will blow in the wind. And so it will blow away. I mean, they used to do this on the hillside. And so now you have this man of God, you have Gideon, and he is in a wine press and he is separating the wheat from the chaff in a wine press, but he is doing this by hand. Amen. If Gideon was, if Gideon would have dressed the wheat in the normal manner, look at this. If he would have dressed the wheat in the normal manner as they would normally have done, his enemies would have found him because the chaff would have been blowing in the wind and they would have known that somebody is over at the wine press uh, threshing wheat. Amen. So Gideon had to do this thing by hand, which was a tedious task. That's what he had to do. Gideon was hiding and doing all of this in the place where they made wine. Why would the man of God be in a wine press threshing weed? Amen. Hallelujah. Where they make wine because he was hiding out. He did not want anybody to find him and to see what he was doing. He was trying to get food ready for his family. You must know that now is not the time for everyone to know what you are working on and believing God for. Now ain't the time for you to get talking and telling everything that you're working on and what you're believing God for. God is go into hiding and work the work that God has placed before you. Don't go out and tell everybody because guess what? The enemy is lurking. They meant to get you all focused. The enemy is lurking that he may be able to cause confusion in what you're trying to do so that you will give up and lose focus. Now is not the time for you to amen. Go about and tell everything that the Lord has placed in your spirit. Now is the time to go into hiding and get quiet. My God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now is the time. Amen. So the Bible says that God comes before Gideon and does two things. Gideon was in the wine press. He was threshing wheat in the wine press. And now God comes before him because remember God was sitting under the oak tree, right? So now God comes before Gideon. And Gideon sees God. God, amen, tells Gideon two things. God reassures Gideon. 
and God tags get tags him and gives him a title of who he is. Right? Look at verse 12. Look at verse 12 in the book of I meant Judges, the sixth chapter. Look at verse 12 in the book of Judges, the sixth chapter. What does God tell Gideon? Uh, let me get there real quick. All right. What does God tell Gideon? He says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said to unto him, the Lord is with thee. God reassures him. God is with you, Gideon. All right. And God is reassuring you on tonight that he is with you. He has not forgotten you. He still knows your name. He still knows the prayer that you prayed. He still knows what you have need of. He still knows that you need a healing in your body. The Bible says that now Gideon, amen, God stands before Gideon and he tells him, he reassures him. That's the first thing. And thou mighty man of valor. God tags him and gives him a title of who he is, even though he did not recognize who he was. God gave him a title and tagged him and said who he was. Amen. This is your PowerPoint moment for tonight. This is your PowerPoint moment. Many of you is many of you. God is defining who you are and erasing who you thought you were. My God, my God, Lord have mercy, all right? Many of you, even in this hour, during this pandemic, everything that you thought about yourself, everything that you knew that you were supposed to be and who God had called you to be, God says, I am defining who you are and erasing who you thought you were. My God, somebody type, God is defining and erasing. My God, because some of us, we got made, some of us, amen, we associate who we are by man's standards my god by how who man said that we were who man called us to be but god said i am defining who you are and erasing who you thought you were Jesus, my Jesus, God said, I am defining who you are and erasing who you thought you were my god my god somebody type that god is defining and erasing. God is defining and erasing. Amen. So now the Bible says in the sixth chapter of Judges, the 13th verse, the Bible says that God, Gideon, when God tells Gideon, he reassures Gideon. He says, God is with you, you mighty man of valor. Amen. Now what happens? This is, this is interesting. Now what happens? Gideon questions what God told him. God is standing before Gideon. God says, God is with you, you mighty man of valor. Now Gideon questions God. Gideon asks God two questions. He asks the Lord, he says, if the Lord is with us, why then is all of this, why then has he allowed this to befall in us? That's what Gideon asked him. My God, come on now. You know why this has all befallen y'all. You know why God has allowed you to be put in this state because you disobeyed him. Look at that. And now the second question that Gideon asks, he says, where are the miracles in which our forefathers told us about? Like God bringing them out of Egypt. Where are those miracles? Where are the things where we can see the hand of God moving in our life? Where are those things? Gideon questions God, amen. He says, but going to allow the Midianite to destroy us. He says, where is that God? God is standing before him and God, he begins to question God even after God had reassured him that God is with you and that you are a mighty man of valor. This is, this is, is this not interesting that he asks questions which he already knew the answers to? Sometimes, amen, you just got to listen to God and not say a word. Amen. He asks questions which God, which he already knew the answers to. Amen. All the things that had taken place, he knew why they were in that state because they were in a state of disobedience with God. So look at this. This is, look what God does. Look, I, listen, I love God. I love God. Look what God does. The Bible says in verse 14, the Bible says that the Lord, and it's all capitalized, all right, L-O-R-D, all right, the Lord, Jehovah, when you see capital capitalization in the scripture where it says L-O-R-D, it means Jehovah, look at Gideon. I can just imagine that God looked at him like, boy, 
<laughs> I was about to say something else, but I'm not going to say it. All right. That he turned around. The Bible said that God turned and looked at Gideon and told him that you will, uh, that he will give him strength to overcome all the opposition of his enemy. Amen. Let me tell you something. When God comes and he tells you and gives you a word through his prophet, don't question God. If you know this is a true prophet of God, you know this is a true man or woman of God. Don't question what God has said. Just, just believe God and take him at his word. Amen. I told you that you got to have faith. I told you that you got to look through this thing with faith lens in this hour. You cannot listen with your natural ears. You cannot hear. You cannot see with your natural eyes. You have to trust God through faith. But God turns around and God looks at Gideon and he tells him, he says, I'm going to give you strength to overcome your enemy and this opposition. God is letting you know tonight that I know that this pandemic and everything in this world have caused many to feel weak and question where is God. But tonight God is strengthening the remnant for the fight of your life. My God, somebody tell them God is preparing me for the fight of my life. My God, hallelujah. God is preparing me for the fight of my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody type, amen. Lord, renew my strength. Lord, renew my strength in this hour. Amen. Things have been happening. Things have been bombarding our lives. Everything has been coming at us. Amen. And sometimes we feel weak. Sometimes we get tired. Amen. But don't you know that God said, I'm renewing your strength in this hour. My God, hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I need God to renew my strength in this hour. Amen. Look what happens. Look what happens. Even after God turns around, amen, God turns around and he looks at Gideon and he tells Gideon, he says, I'm going to give you strength, amen, to overcome the opposition, to overcome your enemy, amen. Immediately after God tells Gideon who he is and, and Gideon questioned God, amen, hallelujah. This is not the time amen for you to question God amen this is not the time for you to second guess God this is not the time for you to hesitate when God tells you to move this is not that time you don't have time to waste in this hour you cannot repeat cycles over and over and over again in this hour no you cannot you don't have time to do those things amen God when God says it amen then move upon it do it it and conquer it because God says, I am giving you the ability to conquer in this hour. I am giving you the ability to achieve with a purpose in this hour. In other words, there is a fresh wind and a fresh anointing that is going to empower some people, amen, to get where they need to go fast. My God. God said, some of y'all about to move, amen, amen, quicker in places and circumstances, amen, that's going to benefit you and benefit the kingdom quicker than you ever seen before. You're not going to have to wait a long time in this hour. God says, I'm doing it just like that. When God tells you, get up, move and conquer it. That's what you got to do in this hour. Now is not the time to question and say, God, I need you to give me a sign. God, I need you to bring it to me. God, I need you to show me. No, this ain't the time for that. You got to believe God in this hour. Don't question God. If you know, if you know the voice of the Lord in your life, then don't question God. Just do it. My God. Amen. So Gideon began to question God after God told him what he was going to allow him to do. Gideon questioned God. Then God tells him that he was going to give him strength to conquer his enemies. Then Gideon makes excuses. My God, now ain't the time. Excuses. Excuses are guarded lies. That's what I heard Bishop Anthony W. Slater say. And I kept it all these years. I know it to be so. Excuses are guarded lies. Amen. Amen. Excuses are guarded lies. That's what they are. So Gideon, he makes up excuse when God tells him, I'm going to allow you to have, I'm going to give you strength and I'm going to allow you to conquer your enemy. Now he gives an excuse in verse 15 as to why he cannot do it. Now into time to have excuses as to why you can't do a thing. Amen. Gideon looks at the limitation of his family status 
his family's ability, available means and economic status, as well as his own position and view of himself. Look at that. Gideon makes these three excuses. His family status. His family is the least in Manasseh. Then he says, we are the poorest of all of everybody. So he look at his economic means, a poorest, the poorest among everyone. He look at his economic means as well as his own position and view of himself. I am the least in my family. My God, look at this. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. Amen. You cannot go on your own family status. You cannot look at what you have economically and you cannot, amen, look at yourself in the way, amen, that God is not looking at you. Amen. Gideon made three excuses. He said his family status preventing him from doing it. He said his economic status prevented him from doing it. And he said his own, his, his own position, his own thoughts about himself, his view of himself preventing him from doing it. That's what Gideon says. Let me tell you all something. I don't care what where, what family you came from. You could came from a family of prostitutes. You could have came from a family of drunks and drug addicts. I don't care what family status you came from. If God has called you to do a great work in this hour, guess what? Then God has equipped you and he's going to continue to anoint you to do exactly what he said that he has called you to do. I don't care what your financial state is right now. Your account can be on zero. Your account can be in the negative, but that's not going to stop God from using you. I don't care. Amen. Whether or not everybody called you, amen, everything negative under the sun. Don't you know and realize that if God has called you to be great, then you are great. Amen. If God has called you, amen, to be the hell, head and not the tail, then that's who you are. If God said you are victorious, then that's who you are. If God said you are an intercessor, then that's who you are. If God said you are a prophet, then that's who you are. If God has called you to do a great work, that's who you are. None of that stuff matters to God. God don't care about your family status and your economics. God don't care about that. God don't care about what people have said that you are. God said, I called you and I'm going to allow you to conquer in this hour. My God. Gideon had an issue. His issue was that he, he was limited in his vision. Gideon was limited in his vision to see beyond where he was and how things could change. I told you, you got to look through, at this thing through faith lens. Amen. Gideon, amen. Hallelujah. He had an issue. He could not see beyond where he was and he could not see things change. Even though he asked God, where are the miracles, God, that my forefathers talked about? My God, Jesus. Let me tell y'all something. You got to trust God in this hour. You cannot get hung up on everything else, but trust God in this hour. You cannot allow what you see and what is convince you that God can. My God, you cannot allow what you see, what you hear to convince you that God can. The only thing that God can't do is fail. My God, the Bible says in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. In this next in your life, it is not, amen, it is not by your own power. It is not by your own strength, but it's going to be by the power of God that is working in you, that is going to allow you to stand out from all the rest with your limitations. Somebody tell, somebody type that, God is going to use me in my limitations. Amen. God is going to use you in your limitations in this hour. It is not going to be because, amen, what you can do, I told you what God God is doing in this hour. I told you that God, hallelujah, that God is erasing, amen. He's redefining, he's defining who you are and erasing the thoughts that you had about yourself. God said, I am defining who you are and erasing who you thought you were. So God said, God, use me in my limitations. 
Because see, I don't think that I was capable. I don't think that I should be able to, but God, you can do it. You can empower me to do great and mighty things. God is defining who you are in this hour. And he is erasing what you thought that you were and who you thought that you were. Amen. Some of y'all got a better understanding as to who you are. Amen. Amen. We're talking about good motives with negative results. Amen. Listen, I finished up early tonight because that's all I have tonight. <laughs> Amen. But I'm excited. Let me tell y'all something. Do not question God in this hour. Do not allow God. Amen. Don't insult God in this hour thinking that just because you it looks one way that God cannot do it. That's a lie. The devil is a liar. God got you in this hour. Amen. There's a remnant that God is setting up. There's a remnant that God is using and going to use in this hour that's going to reshape and redefine what this world looks like. My God, hallelujah. My God. So listen, we're going to finish up part three. I'm, I'm kind of closing out early tonight. God bless you. Amen. God bless you all for chiming in. Amen. God is redefining. God is defining who you are. This pandemic is showing a lot of people who they really are. Some of y'all thought, some people thought that they were really on the lower side. And then this pandemic happened and they realized like, listen, I don't have it the way I thought I had it. That's what some people realized in this hour. And then some of us, we realized like, God, wait a minute. I should have been walking in this vein. Ah, my God, hallelujah. But now God is saying, I'm, a I'm erasing. I can't get away from that. Somebody need to hear that because you're trying to understand what God is doing in your life right now. God said, I'm defining who you are and erasing what you thought you were. My God, hallelujah. Gideon, God defined who Gideon was. And he erased everything that Gideon thought that he was. Who he know he, what the Gideon says, I am the least of my family. But God said, no, you are a mighty man of valor. So you got to know who God is in this hour. Don't allow the enemy to play with your mind. Don't allow the enemy to get you off focus and off track. I've been saying it. You cannot look at everything that's going on around you and think that God can't move. God is moving. God is moving. So God bless you. We hope that you receive something out of the word on tonight. Join us next Tuesday at seven o'clock p.m. We're going to do part three. Listen, we get into uh, our focus uh, verses, which is in chapter eight, which is in chapter eight. Listen, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to show you how good motives can bring about negative results. OK, we, we're getting there. But this is Bible study. So I like to take my time and I like to break it down and I like to make sure that you understand the text, that you get something out of the text, the whole, the fullness of the text. That's what Bible study should be. All right. Break this stuff down. Teach people so that you'll know your word. You'll know the word of God, not just Gideon in the wine press. And God called him a mighty man of valor. Why? Why was all of that? So what happened before then and what happened after then? All right. So we we, we want to make sure that you get the fullness of the word of God so that you can make it applicable to your lives, because that's what you should do. You should walk out the word of God. You should be able to apply it to your life. Um, and that's what Bible study is all about. All right. So I thank God for you, you, you and you for chiming in and joining with us on tonight for this Bible study. We're going to pray. Amen. We're going to pray. I want you all to know that God loves you. I don't know. Amen. If there's someone that needs prayer, if there's someone that needs salvation on tonight, we want to pray with you. We don't want to ever forget. Amen about salvation because Jesus Christ is still in the saving business. He is still in the saving business. And I believe, amen, that Jesus can change anybody's life around. 
Amen. He can do it. He will do it. All you got to do is say yes to him. All you got to do is believe that he is the son of God. You have to believe that he, amen, shed your, shed his blood on Calvary's cross for the remission of your sins, for the forgiveness of your sins. Amen. Or you have to believe, amen, that he died and he rose on the third day and that he's coming back again. He is coming back for his church. So if you get saved on tonight and somebody has been saved for 20 years, it doesn't matter matter. If you have Jesus Christ and you accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior, guess what? You will go back with him just as everybody else will. It does not matter. And so I offer salvation to whoever desires and wants salvation on tonight. If you are, you can put in the chat that you want to be saved and we will pray with you. If not, if you watch this on the replay, if you watch this on YouTube, then you can also, amen, pray, amen, the prayer of salvation. Pray the prayer of salvation. And so it does not, it's a faith matter. It is a faith matter. It is not running around, jumping, shouting or whatever. I'll tell everybody and everybody, I, I got saved in my college dorm room one Sunday morning. I didn't jump and shout and all that stuff. I wasn't at the altar. I got saved in my college dorm room on what used to be Glassboro State College, but now it's Rowan University. Amen. I went to both at the same time. Isn't that interesting? I went to both colleges at the same time because they changed the name during my, I believe it was my first semester junior year, changed it to Roman University. And so um, listen, all right. So it does not take, amen, you jumping around and shouting. You got to believe that thing in your heart. I've been running for Jesus Christ ever since. Have I been perfect this whole time? Absolutely not. And you're not going to be perfect the whole time. But don't you know we got to advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. That we can come boldly to his throne of grace and obtain favor and find mercy and grace in the time of need. And so we can ask for him to forgive us if we mess up. And so if you, amen, desire salvation, you can always, amen, contact us. We want to pray with you. Amen. Our prayer line. Amen. It's up there on the screen. It'll be um, showing forth. And if you want us to pray with you, we can pray with you. You can email us as well. We will respond to your email. You can email us at either one of these. Amen. You can email us at either one of those and we will respond to your email. I'm all about kingdom building. I'm all about soul winning. And so I take this matter very seriously. And so um, um, we want you Amen. To be a part of the family. And so we want you to pray this prayer. Amen. Dear Jesus. Amen. I know that I am a sinner and I ask you to forgive. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. Save me, Jesus. I trust that you and I trust you and I ask that you save me. Jesus, my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Save me. I believe that you're coming back again in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you pray this prayer, it's just simple as that. I might have should have slowed down a little bit, but that's okay. All right. If you pray this prayer, amen. Believe that God has saved you. If you believe him, you ask him to come into your heart. Amen. And live Amen. I'm going to say like my uh, bishop says, he says, you could tell Satan, you don't have to fire me. I quit. I no longer want to live that life. I no longer want to do what I do. But God, I ask that you come into my life and save me. And I believe that you are the son of God and you died and you rose on the third day and you're coming back again. Amen. And Jesus, come into my heart and my life. If you earnestly believe that. Amen. And you confess your sins then Jesus Christ has saved you. Amen, amen, and amen. And so we thank God for you, 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 and you. We'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. for breaking up day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. It can change your life. And so we're excited about that. And so we thank God for you all. Also, don't forget, amen, don't forget 15 minutes change your life right back here. Our YouTube channel, you can watch it on that, Pastor BJ Connections, amen, or you can listen to it on our podcast, um, Pastor BJ Connections with Podbean and um, iTunes. 
All right. So don't forget the bow summit, bow summit. Hey, do me a favor, y'all register. All right. Time is winding up. Register for the bow summit, October the 23rd and the 24th. That Saturday is a Zoom, a private Zoom session, $35 per person. Uh, Tiffany Montgomery, she's going to do an empowerment session. Don't forget to register. Go to our website, www.bgjonesministries.org. All right. So go to our website, join us. Amen. For Bow Summit Business Oil and Worship. I keep saying, I really am. I am going to teach about the marketplace. All right. And why is it important for the believer to be in the marketplace? Why is it important for us? God has it all throughout the Bible. He has, listen, people have been in the marketplace all throughout the Bible, doing transactions, uh, um, witnessing, saving, all that wonderful good stuff in the marketplace, had influence in the marketplace. And that's why we have to be impactful in the marketplace. So we thank God for you all. Let us pray on tonight. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. We love you on today. We thank you for your word that has gone forth. We ask, Lord God, that you will continue to bless your people. We ask that your word will be hid in our hearts that we may not sin against you. We ask that you will continue to move like never before. God, we believe, Lord God, hallelujah, that you're working everything out on our behalf. We believe, God, that you are moving like never before on our behalf. We thank you, Lord. God, for having a mindset to serve you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, because we want you to get the glory and the honor out of our lives. We want the body of Christ to be edified and you to be glorified in Jesus' name. God, work the work that you have already yet begun in our lives, God. Do it unto completion. God, we surrender our life unto you, God, in Jesus' name. God, our relationship with you is we desire more than our own desires in Jesus' name. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. We ask that you will bless every household, bless every person that has been on this live with us and those that are be going, looking at the replay. God, we ask that you will bless them as well. In Jesus name, we pray that you will move upon their hearts. We pray that you will, Lord God, minister unto them. In Jesus name, we thank you and we bless you. Amen, amen, and amen. 6.30 tomorrow morning. See you all there. Thank you for chiming in with us for another Tuesday. Biblical tools are by Bible study. God bless you. We love you. Have an awesome, awesome night. I'm about to say day, but it's night. I have an awesome, awesome night. God bless you all. Thank you all for chiming in. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, uh, Marquita, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. We love you much. Miss Revy Rev, God bless you, Pastor. We thank God for you. Amen. God bless you, Elder Hargrove. God bless you, Bishop Lilton Crenshaw. Hey, Bishop. It's been such a long time. God bless you, Bishop. We thank God for you. Amen. God bless you all for chiming in. Um, join us uh, on tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m. Have an awesome night.